so I'd like you guys for this episode to take a step back mentally and think about being a soldier, okay? And I don't mean any disrespect to any of the people serving now or any veterans. As a matter of fact, I know that there are a handful of veterans and people that are still serving who are watching this show, which is why I'm not doing any shoutouts today on this episode except for the people that have served or are still serving, because I know there are many of you that watch the show, so this episode is dedicated to you guys. So moving forward in this episode, I want you guys to understand that I mean absolutely zero disrespect to the military of any country of any kind. I have great respect, so let's move forward. Now, think about being a soldier, all right? And you're serving with, obviously, some friends either that you made there or when you enlisted, you know, you and your buddies enlisted. And one of them, very, very sadly, ends up passing away, all right, in the battlefield, in the line of fire. Long story short, you're overseas, particularly you're in the Middle East, and your friend's body, who you think is going to be brought back to the country in which you're from, whether it's the United States or whatever, is not found. Now, I want to be very careful when I say this, because I know for a fact that there are a lot of bodies of soldiers, particularly United States soldiers, that have gone missing, that never returned. And I don't want to disrespect the souls of those people. May they rest in peace for what they fought for. However, we do have to discuss what is what evidence is occurring here and what some of these bodies seem to be used for. Now, just bear with me. We're going to go one step at a time. So Dark Op Viper, the soldiers that were tricked into forced breeding underground. Now, there's a difference between Black Ops and Dark Ops. So let me make it very clear. Black Ops, in most cases, tend to be operations that are paid for by the taxpayer that go into the military's black budget programs that the United States government says, along with the private contractors that work on these ops, say, listen, it's classified for national security reasons. And everyone kind of just goes, all right, you know what? Fine, we'll leave it alone. It's for the safe uh, of the safety of the country. Okay, that's a black op operation. A dark op operation is when... And this is when it gets a little bit controversial from an ethical perspective, is when agencies, specifically agencies like the CIA, use illegal funding and illegal money to fund these operations because they're completely off the books. Good luck even finding a general document about any of these dark operations because it's almost word for word, literally orally spoken of and barely even written down. I mean, you'll have a couple documents addressing it, but you get the point. So... First, we need to understand what Operation Viper was, okay? So according to Wikipedia, and I quote, Operation Viper is the name of United States military campaign in in Bahrain District, Helmand Province, Afghanistan, started on 10th February 2003. The goal of Operation Viper was for the U.S. to search villages and recover weapons and other war material left by Taliban and Al-Qaeda forces, end quote. Now, I'd like to very quickly give a special shout out to anyone who's watching this show that served there. Thank you for your service. Now, uh, moving on we then need to know what really happened here with operation viper because at the end of the day there are many people that i've spoken to who served within this particular operation who choose to be anonymous excuse me for classified reasons obviously and they told me personally some of their friends their bodies went missing and told they were burned and things like this however let's move on so operation cyclone is a subset of Operation Viper because Operation Cyclone never really ended. And this is the part in which the dark op money needed to be fueled in order to make this operation run. Now, let's take a look very quickly at what Operation Cyclone was. Operation Cyclone, and I quote, was the code name for the United States Central Intelligence Agency program to arm and finance the Muhadin sorry if I butchered that word, Afghan anti-Soviet militants in Afghanistan from 1979 to 1989. 
end quote. So basically, they used illegal funds and drug money and stuff like that. Everyone knows this. The CIA was pretty much selling crack uh, in America and allowing drugs to come in in order to fund these types of things like Iran-Contra and what have you. Now, let's take a look, for example. That was So Viper happened in 2003. And Cyclone never really ended. It was kind of a continuation of Viper here. But Viper is the overall subset of this. Now, let's take a look at this article here from 2005 from The Guardian. And I quote, U.S. soldiers still missing in Afghanistan. And I quote, a small team of U.S. soldiers today was still missing in the same eastern Afghanistan mountains where a special forces helicopter was shot down earlier this week. The Taliban claimed to have shot down the helicopter, and U.S. officers at the crash scene today said it appeared an unguided rocket-propelled grenade had hit the aircraft with a, quote, pretty lucky shot, end quote. So I'm not going to disrespect the people who passed away or the soldiers who passed away in this crash. However, we have to question the validity of what a lot of these cover-ups are, and I'll give you a perfect example very quickly. And I'm not trying to get political, but let's just be honest here. There were a lot of programs that Bush and Cheney denied, that, and a lot of programs that Obama, like the drone program, denied that hurt innocent civilians or caused friendly fire incidences, but they realistically did, and it was covered up so that overall, the pers- not, not to respect the dead, by the way, it was just so the perception within the media and an internal national level looked good, which I find to be disgraceful. But anyways, let's move on. So let's take a look here, for example, at the BBC.com. This is this is where it gets interesting. Afghan uh, Afghanistan's graveyard of foreigners. Now, Afghanistan, long story short, has a graveyard, a cemetery, a very large cemetery, by the way, which happens to have very anomalistic frequencies emitting. Specifically, it hasn't been proven, but appears to be from the dead bodies that are being placed in the cemetery. How is this the case? Well, we have to connect this with the fact that there are constant pulsar waves that are coming in from deep outer space galaxies and other star systems that are hitting specifically, literally, frequency for frequency, coordinate for coordinate, specifically onto the bodies within this cemetery. Now, first off, you might say, Dave, what the heck is a pulsar, right? So let's take a look very quickly. Now, according to Wikipedia, a pulsar is a highly magnetized rotating compact star, usually neutron stars, but also white dwarfs that emit beams of electromagnetic radiation out of its magnetic poles, end quote. Now, here's what's, uh, sorry, uh, let me say one more thing. This radiation can be observed only when a beam of emission is pointing toward Earth, end quote. Here's what's interesting. This is not for certain as to what causes the pulsar, because there's evidence to suggest that pulsars are signs of either extraterrestrial life or some form of intelligent cosmic quantum beings that do not exist within this dimension. Now, you might say, Dave, okay, this is getting a little controversial. How can you back this up? So let's take a look very quickly at bibliotecaplates.net. Now, what I like about this website, guys, is that they pretty much, they're an index website. They take from legitimate sources and put everything into one like big book, so to speak. So let's take a look here. Decoding the message of the pulsars. Now, Dr. Paul Lavoillette makes an astonishing assertion. Pulsars are not what we thought they were. Anyone who can make astonishing assertions, we encounter them every day. But Lavoillette supports this hypothesis with extensive research data published by established astronomers and a broad understanding of physics, astrophysics, and relevant areas of engineering. All right. So he essentially believes 
that long story short, these are extraterrestrial signals or these are signals being sent from some type of interdimensional being. Now, why does he say interdimensional being? Because he has evidence to support the fact that through the use of quantum physics and quantum computation, there is actually more of a mathematical probability that these pulsars are emitting, believe it or not, from another dimension rather than this one. Okay, which is why NASA and them, at least publicly, have a hard time explaining what this is. Anyways, let's t let's move on. So if we head to the pulsar mystery here, he Lavoilet argues that pulsars are high tech galactic beacons, and I quote, very likely created by highly developed extraterrestrial civilizations and are being used to signal the advent of galactic events, especially the super waves. Okay, end quote. Now. If we take a look, for example, at researchgate.net, we're also going to find the direct evidence to suggest that these pulsars are forms of extraterrestrial life. So let's move on. Let's take a look here. This is according to AmericanFreePress.com website. This is when the connections start to really get very interesting because, and, and I quote, CIA has resumed drug smuggling ops in Afghanistan. This is the part where I tell you that this is the difference between a black op and a dark op. The dark ops, they can never on paper fund it. They don't do it just by selling drugs in Afghanistan. They do it by also do making deals with the cartels saying, listen, we'll allow you to bring, you know, X amount into the United States, but we demand a tax. And we're going to come pick up that cash in Mexico. And then from Mexico, they fly over to Afghanistan. And if you check the flight logs of a lot of these CIA officials on the public end of it, at least not the, the, the classified level, on the public end, there's an abnormal amount of flight logs going from Mexico to Afghanistan, okay? So there's another connection, okay? The next thing we have to take a look at, and this is probably the best part to support all of this, is that according to democracynow.com, and I quote, Auschwitz-like conditions at U.S.-funded Afghan hospital. Now, this is back in 2012, keep in mind. So, this is not exactly anything new, but this is how they slide in this type of legitimate information with another form of distraction. You think anybody in 2012 was paying attention to this? Really? Like, you know what I mean? So, let's, let's check here. And I quote, A congressional investigation has revealed a top U.S. general in Afghanistan sought to stall an investigation into abuse at a U.S.-funded hospital in Kabul that kept patients in Auschwitz-like conditions. Now, Operation Viper, Operation Cyclone, they weren't just applied to certain regions in Afghanistan. It was all over Afghanistan, right? Wherever the, the soldiers were, Whichever parts of the country they were in, which was probably, I would imagine, I don't know the exact figure or what have you in geographical locations of the military strategies, but for those that, are, that have served or are still serving watching this, you know exactly where you've been. And what I can tell you is that pulsar signals are hitting certain graveyards and cemeteries, and I just pointed out one, just to simplify it, that emit extremely odd frequencies that allow for the pulsars to actually bounce off of these bodies and bounce back up again. And you might say, Dave, okay, where's the evidence to suggest this? Now, let's take a look at the Council of Nine. Now, why do I say the Council of Nine? Because if we look here, the, and I quote, the Council of Nine describes themselves through their two decades channeler as a circle of universal beings living outside time and space, end quote. So, you know, if you guys have ever taken shrooms, uh, you know, magic mushrooms, what have you, and you start, quote-unquote, tripping out, it has been theorized by many and even proposed in a very strong way that what you see when you're on psychedelics, specifically shrooms, because they're a little more natural than things like acid or LSD, right, uh, biologically, 
you actually get to see things in a frequential range that do not allow for us to see normally. And this is where it gets interesting as well. The same soldier that told me that his buddy went missing and they did not tell him where his friend's body went, very sadly, also told me, by the way, that he got high on shrooms when he was there. And he, obviously, he's not going to say who he is and all that, but he wasn't supposed to, but he got high on shrooms. He happened to be walking by the the foreigner's graveyard in Afghanistan, and he said he saw an extremely bright red color emit from the bodies of this graveyard, almost or at least where the bodies seem to be buried, and come upwards and point directly into space, which also just so happens to be the same location at which these pulsars are hitting from. Now, the question then becomes, what does this mean? What does this entail and what does this encompass? So, let's finish this off. If we take a look here at Wikipedia, we're going to see that quantum mechanics of time travel are probably, I took a few days to research this and really focus in and narrow in on it. It's probably the best conclusion I can come to here, to be honest with you. Now, if we take a look, the pulsars, in theory, assuming the quantum mechanics of time travel work, and are true. The pulsars use quantum time travel to allow for teleportation of these bodies to be activated. Who's going to go dig up a body over there? That is the last place you would look, and that is the last place you would think some type of mysterious operation, especially a dark operation, is being conducted. So the idea here is that the bodies or the souls are being sent to the nine group, to the council of nine. And this, this group is an interdimensional group that many people also refer to, by the way, as the librarians. If, if a lot of people subscribe to the Pleiades aspect of things, the librarians are known for keeping the cosmic records safe, if you will. And some people are more privy to that than others, and some are not at all. However, the idea here is that this may tie in with the Akashic records. And I brought this up on yesterday's episode as well. But it seems like there's an intrinsic connection between the Akashic Records, quantum time travel, quantum computation, and the ability of these pulsars to activate something, and the way in which we see these things when we get high on shrooms. Now, I'm not encouraging people to take drugs. I want to make that very clear. But for those who have taken it, they, I'm sure you guys can fully understand and you can explain to those who haven't in the comments what it was like, right? If you wish. Now, if we take a look at all of this, why is it that in the same general location of where this graveyard is, there's a hospital that I had just that I had mentioned a few minutes ago of Auschwitz-like conditions? Something's not adding up here. I'm not saying that this is proof, but I'm saying this is evidence. I'm not trying to jam this down your guy's throat. I'm just trying to say here that you have the facts and now you have to decide for yourselves because ultimately evidence means that there's probable cause. Proof means that no, no, no we got it right here. There's a big difference. I want to make that very clear. However, we also have to see here that if we look until recently, and I quote, most studies on time travel are based upon classic general relativity. Coming up with a quantum version of time travel requires physicists to figure out the time evolution equations for density states in the presence of closed time-like curves, or CTC for short. End quote. Now, if we take a look here, for example, all you got to do, guys, is Google. This is probably the easiest part of the research I did for this episode. You just got to Google quantum transportation. That's it. This is another form of psychological warfare, by the way, how literally to the point where search engines are filtered down to only responding with a certain answer based on the keyword you type in. And you might say, Dave, that's how search engines work. But no, what I'm trying to get at here is that when you type in quantum computing, quantum physics, 
it should encompass the search results should encompass all of that but it doesn't that's why when you search for certain things you have to type in a very specific word because google makes it harder for you to find but anyways if we look here according to nsf.gov and i quote in the quantum world teleportation involves the transportation of information rather than the transportation of matter quantum teleportation involves two distant entangled particles in which the state of a third particle instantly teleports its state to the two entangled particles end quote let's think about that for a very quick second that makes perfect sense doesn't it because and i'll tell you why these are dead bodies these are not living bodies these are not people being teleported these are dead bodies they're in a dead state they're in a state of non-living, if you will, right? Now, the other thing on the paranormal side of this, if you will, or the spiritual side is that allegedly the soul lasts within the body for a certain amount of time. And these pulsers seem to emit onto these bodies on this graveyard, not just the one graveyard I mentioned, by the way, many of them uh, in Afghanistan that tend to emit when the soul is still there. Now, I'm not saying the souls are being extracted, for, uh, if you will, to the Council of Nine for a bad reason. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know why. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, oh, it's for this or, or for that. It's yes, it's no, it's black or white. I'm not going to say that. That's up for you guys to decide and do your own research on. But ultimately, we have to understand that the most, I guess we could say, logical conclusion would be that of quantum transportation and teleportation through the use of these pulsers right so i want you guys to let me know what you think there's a lot here to be connected there's a ton but it seems as though we're working on getting close to something at least within the middle east and i know that iraq you know there's the stargates and what have you but again i wanted to cover this today because it is very interesting and uh we have to see what will come of this so thank you guys so much for watching and we will catch you next time cheers